What's everyone? That's a bleh. Start again. No, no, not ready. <laughs> not ready. What's up, everybody? It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. It is the Brunch Breakdown podcast, and today it is Chris Gates Brunch. We have absolutely no idea what's going on, but Chris hasn't been on this podcast in like eight years, so he is taking over every single thing that we talk about today. What's up, boys? What's up? Welcome to my Chris. Brunch. Yeah, it's good to have you back. You know, we've been trying to hold it down here, and now I don't think you realize that a couple of weeks off, and now we make you put in all the work, and we just sit back, <laughs> relax, and let you tell us what we're going to talk about. So we literally, this is no joke, we really have no idea what the topics in the menu will be today. You've got a lot of thoughts from your travels over the past couple of weeks, and we're here to have you fire away at us and see what this episode turns into. I'm excited. Yeah, let, we'll we'll start things off with a little normal normalcy, right? We'll get things off our chest, and and we'll we'll talk about the beers we're drinking, um, and then we're just gonna dive into what I've been thinking about in the midst of like a hundred hours of driving. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, well, before we get into all that fun, Dan, let everybody know where they can find the brunch breakdown. Now, of course, you can find The Brunch Breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts, including those major players, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, each and every Thursday. Brand new episodes coming your way. Uh, and again, we encourage you to hit subscribe, hit follow. We've got some uh, numbers that we, we found out that most of our Podcast listeners, gentlemen, I'm sharing this with you for the first time, like to listen to a podcast between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. So instead of waiting around each and every morning, each and every Thursday for that link, hit follow, hit subscribe, and you can have it between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. whenever you want it. Um, but of course, the full video episodes that we do also available. We've had a lot of wonderful visuals to share with you over the last couple of weeks. Uh, check those out on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. They premiere at 9 a.m. on the West Coast and noon on the East Coast. And of course, available on demand anytime you want to check those out. Speaking of Facebook, we are on social media quite literally everywhere as well. Also including Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, all at Brunch Breakdown. And then of course, each and every week, we give you the Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify available every Friday Follow us there as well. Beautiful. Well, I'm super excited. We're all three here. I just, I'm just happy. I'm very happy. It's like nice, Christmas yeah. morning, December yeah, right. 1st. We're all here. I'm just happy. Let's open some brews. Chris, get us started because you haven't been here. So what are you drinking? And I know it's fun stuff. So go for it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So today is December 1st, uh, which means for a lot of people out there that celebrate Christmas, this may be the first day that you get to open up your advent calendar, right? Um, it just so happens that I have a beer advent calendar. Uh, so for the next few brews days, I will be drinking whatever pops out of this box of beer that I have. The first one for this week is uh, a Grantler Hell's. It basically just says it's a grumpy German Hell's lager. And uh, I had a sip of it before we started here. Um, we're going to go back to the classic days of Chris Gates saying, this kind of tastes like beer. I don't really have yeah. much to share with you. It doesn't, like, you can't 
so here's the thing. My, uh, my in-laws got this for me last year, which was delightful. They got it for me again this year um, because you can, in PA, you can't get alcohol at Costco. You can in Wisconsin. So they were kind enough to get it for me in Wisconsin. Uh, the problem is though, like these are literally from Germany. You can't get information on these beers. So I don't have much to tell you other than I'm going to drink this beer. Cheers. This is, I love the, this is wonderful analysis. This is as this a grumpy guy. That's a grumpy yeah. guy. Is the beer grumpy? What's it taste like? Yeah. What do you got there? A couple first sip. It's uh, rules. I don't know. Malty kind of like it's <laughs> lager. <laughs> yeah. Lagers to me aren't all that. Uh, um, I feel like for me, and maybe people have this with like different types of beer. It could be different from person to person. But like for me, most lagers taste the same. I just don't get a lot of, I, I, I there's not a lot of lagers out there where I'm like, Ooh, the variety, like they all kind of taste <laughs> relatively the same. Whereas like you can go for me, like IPAs, there's 20 different variations of an IPA. And I can say how distinctly different it is for me with lagers. It's just like, yeah, that's. That's what it is. Well, I don't know whether to encourage you or tell you to stay away, but there's a brand new brewery opening up in Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, that is dedicated to loggers, which is pretty rare. And I think they're doing it because it is so rare. It's called nice. Golden Age, I believe. Okay. Yeah, kind of dedicated and specializing in loggers. So you would think if anybody's going to make it taste distinct, it's going to be them. So Maybe there's your reason right there. Yeah, I like that's good to know. I, I would like to give yeah. that a shot. Maybe learn a little bit more about what makes different loggers. Like this is a hell's logger. How is that different than other types of loggers? I don't know. But if there's a place that can help me yeah. learn, I'm down to learn. The first time I went to Colorado to see uh to see my friend Kevin was he told me that like the safest thing you can do if you're afraid to try things is just order whatever the logger is. Like, what's your most popular logger? Go for it. And it's like, I have learned that because, you know, when you go out there, like any place that has a lot of breweries, like you're not, there's nothing on the menu that like, you know. So like, if you're not adventurous, <laughs> like it's pretty much going, eh, what's the most popular lager? All right. That says a lot about you. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's a safe move. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you like the beer or no? Yeah, it's good. I, 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 I would drink this, like, you know, like if it. <laughs> There it well, is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's like, was it good? Yeah, it's it's a lager. I've been drinking Yingling since I was like 16. So yeah, I would drink a lot any lager. It's fine. This it's is good. hilarious. That was like how you describe like a date that like. It wasn't the worst day ever, but it also is like, yeah. I don't really care if I see her again. Yeah, like, I would, but I don't like need to. That's, that's accurate. That is accurate. Was this good? Yeah. Do I need it? <laughs> no. Every time you say good, your voice is getting higher and higher, <laughs> which makes me feel like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like when someone says like oh, how you guys doing good 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 great great good good great great, great. <laughs> yeah it's fine really good thanks for asking 
Oh my God. All it's right. It's amazing. I missed that. <laughs> well, I have a taste test of my own, gentlemen. Uh, I got this one. It is a West Coast IPA from Kern River Brewing. It's called Church or Church, however you want to say it, but it's Church. Church. <laughs> But it's church. It's got a really cool can. You can see that. There it is. Check it out. Church. And uh, I am really excited to try this out because I love what the can looked like. And I'm here for it. So what kind of beer is this bad boy? It's a West Coast IPA. So okay, going to be, you know, me. I love my fruit. Yeah. So a little haze in there. It's check be this good. out. A little haze. This bad boy out. It's solid. It's solid. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's, good. It's, good. It's, good. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. You know, not the best beer I've ever had in my life, but it's an IPA. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> it's Didi, you can't copy all my material. Okay. I basically mean... taking your notes. <laughs> you know, what's weird about that one is like, <sighs> so the interesting thing about craft brews oftentimes is that like, you're going to drink them straight from a can. Most people will. I appreciate that DD poured that out because I, I like the pour. It looks good. But like, normally I think because of that, the cans, you try to like, the breweries will often try and like replicate what's in the can or what's inside the can on the outside of the can, right. To like associate the flavor with it. But I feel like what that can looks like and what you poured in the glass, like I wasn't expecting. Does that make any sense? Well, I will say that this tastes like what it says on the can. Okay. So it's like, it says good when kayaking. And I feel like kayaking okay. is something that I could do. I don't really want to do it that much, but I could do it. Mm-hmm. That's what beer the, tastes uh, like. We're back to the date scenario again. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was... This was an all right taste test. So we're, I guess we're 0 for 2 or I don't know, 1 and what we tied. I don't know what, what it is, but it's just a, you know, I'm a little it's disappointed. Tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. Yeah. 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 I think we all lose right now. Um, yeah. Thank goodness I brought a heavy hitter. Uh, Come on, Dan. Give us some marshmallow Please. or something. Yeah. Let's go. Two. We got something. Yeah. We got something a little unique, a little special here today. Uh, I haven't featured this brewery in a while. Cinderland's uh, from Pittsburgh. One of my absolute favorites top three without a doubt and i don't think i've I've featured this beer before maybe a similar one but not quite this one uh this is their pancake galaxy series so you're we're already on the brunch table we're already there we're already perfect and this is the blueberry tart shake ipa um so basically a blueberry pancake this is their blueberry pancake uh blueberry maple syrup brown sugar cinnamon Madagascar vanilla beans. And of course you got to add in that milk sugar to really give it that shake of the tart shake. You've got the blueberries, you've got the, the pancakes all floating around there. <laughs> this beer is so good. It's it, it, it shouldn't be allowed to be this good. It's a great French beer. It's a great afternoon beer. It's a good day drinking beer. Uh, it's smooth. It's not overly sweet. You know, you read some of those and you worry about being too sweet, too tart to this. One thing Cinderlands does is they really balance everything super, super well, better than most. And I'll tell you what, this is one of my favorites they've ever done. And I'm glad I brought this here today to at least give you some more than good tasting beer. This is wonderful. This is absolutely wonderful. The Pancake Galaxy series from Cinderlands. 
That does sound like a brunch beer to me. What is Madagascar vanilla bean? What is? Uh, it's a type of vanilla bean uh, okay. found in Madagascar. All right. Yeah. Are they hard to get? Uh, no, but they're expensive. Okay. They are expensive. Um, but the, the flavor it's often found that Madagascar, Madagascar vanilla beans are often used in baking and, and now, uh, breweries are using that particular vanilla bean, uh, because of the flavor that it, it, it utilizes and, and brings out it's super tasty, super tasty. So love this beer, love this brewery, blueberry pancake in a can. Nice. Can't go wrong. Well, boys, cheers. 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 Oh, that's a beer right there. That's a beer. Dude, this an IPA for sure. This is that's what it is. No question. Take me to church is what it Incredible. says on the can. All right. Uh boys, let's get random topics topics off our chest today. Um Chris, you get us started. You haven't got anything off your chest in a while. And you've been driving for a long time, so go for it. Uh thank you for the opportunity to lead us off here. We just got back from spending Thanksgiving in Wisconsin and we uh, were with my wife's family. Uh, We have, I guess, three nephews and a niece and then our daughter. We had five kids under five at this Thanksgiving, which was at times pretty crazy. Uh, My daughter, when she gets around her cousins who are all older than her. Most of them are older than her. She always comes away from the trip doing something that she didn't do before we went on that trip. And it's typically like a big, like developmental thing, right? Like she, she ages up quickly. This time we got back and all of a sudden now my daughter knows how to, she, she was climbing up on things before Now she's able, somehow she learned how to climb back down. And I got to tell you guys, I think like one of the low key biggest game changers for a parent is when your kid can figure out how to get down from something. Because like when your kid starts to learn to climb up on things, The minute you see it happening, you are forced to sprint to that situation. Like you, everything, whatever you're, you could be holding a pot of boiling water. You got to drop it on the floor because that what is happening with, with your daughter climbing up on the couch or something like it, this is a bad situation. You have to be there immediately. But like you hear all these things about like what you go through as parents and like the things that are like you know, the big deals and stuff like that. Nobody talks about the fact that like when your kid figures out how to safely get back down off of what they climb up on, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean like you can just stop paying attention, but it does mean that you don't have to sprint around your house as much as you previously did. And I got to tell you guys, this is a nice, this is a nice development right now. We're, 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 we're still watching. We're still like kind of, we're still kind of sprinting because we're not used to the fact that she can get down. Um, and we're still like, yeah, she can get down, but like, can she get down every time? 
probably <laughs> not. You don't want to be there for like the time she doesn't. Uh, so we're still watching, but it's nice to know that we're working in the right direction. And like when I sit down, I might be able to do it for more than five minutes. So exciting, exciting developments here uh, in the Gates household and shout out to uh, all of my nephews for helping my daughter figure out how to climb back down. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you better tell Olivia that she needs to learn how to like get off of things like way faster than most kids because you guys got number two coming. So <laughs> like you are not going to be paying attention to her as much as you want to not saying you're a bad parent, just letting you know. Cause when we did this, Sersha was too, like was like a couple weeks away from being two years old. Right. So she could fully get off of things or whatever. And I'm telling you, she got away with a lot of stuff in those <laughs> first couple months of major being in this world. So I'm just letting you know that like, you need to tell Olivia, like you need to start putting her up on things, but like, get down dog, figure it out, <laughs> figure it out because challenge, you know, once, ho once homegirl comes in, in January, we, we do. So like, figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, so guys, you know that I'm in, you know, I'd say the, the vast majority of people, of professionals right now that I am working in the office most of the time, right? Four days out of the week, I'm in the office working in an industry where that's kind of important. So, <laughs> which is why we're kind of have to be there. Um, and a positive initially about being a kind of forced to go back into the office so often was like the commute was just wonderful. Shaving off like major, major time from when it used to be, right? It was super nice getting there quickly, getting home quickly makes it not as bad. Uh, so I say I'm in the minority now, but I need to speak to the majority. Okay. And I realize I'm going to piss a lot of people off here. And, but I need to say it. That's what this segment is for. If you work from home, you should be banned from the road from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Banned. Banned from driving. Let everybody else get home because the amount of traffic occurring when I leave work is absolutely absurd and frustrating me to a whole nother level. And it makes it worse that when I go into work, it's not bad. It's, I get there pretty quickly, but then after work, everybody has other places to go. They got to go run and do errands. They got to do this. They got to do that. We might as well be in 2019 come five o'clock till six o'clock with the amount of people on the road. Cause I know their asses ain't back in the office. Cause I see that place is empty. I know that's not the case. So I'm going to our city council. I implore everybody else to do the same. Let's get this to state levels. If you work from home, one hour, let everybody else get home first, then go do your shit, do your holiday shopping, go to the gym, do whatever else needs done. I just need a one hour ban so I can get home in a reasonable time. It's getting later every day and it's driving me insane. So again, I know I'm not really preaching to the choir here. I'm <laughs> most probably people won't be on board with that, but I, I need it. I, I, I need it. If I'm in the office, I need a little give and take. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I don't know why, if, if you aren't forced to go downtown 
anymore. Why would you want to be down there during that time? I mean, it's the worst time to be on the road. Like why, you know, if you don't I don't know where everybody's going, where's, where's everybody going? So here's after five (laughs) o'clock, here's my theory, Dan, uh, because I, I have done that commute that, that downtown commute and, um, the holiday season specifically is shockingly terrible because people who don't work downtown want to come downtown. Cause like, and this is like every city, every city does like the holiday winter market stuff. Right. And there's the shops and the things you and like, so everybody who doesn't normally go downtown is like, what a beautiful, fun thing to do. And they ruin it for everybody that's like there and doesn't want to be there. Now that sucks for the next month for you, but I I'm hoping yes. on the back end of it, like as you get into January, maybe it, it gets better. It, boy, I hope so. I hope so. I realize that, yeah, this time of year it's going to be because yeah, people are out and they're shopping and they're doing the stuff like that. And they're going other places. Cause it's, yeah, it's downtown. It's throughout it's, it, it's everywhere. It's crazy. So I hope so, but I feel like it's just like progressively gotten worse, maybe since like Halloween as we continue. So I hope you, I hope you're right. Cause if not, I'm come, I'll be back here first week of January and complaining. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I need people. There's low cop, just one hour. Just let me get home in 30 minutes. That's all I need. It went from 30 and now it's like almost 45. What are you, you know, where is everybody going? <laughs> you know, they have like, the, like most cities have like digital billboards. Now we need to cut out that clip and like find a way to get it on the parkway. <laughs> <laughs> Play it with sound on every major highway in the United States that like goes into downtown. I love it. Dan just it. needs it. 30 minutes. Give him 30 minutes. That's a, for about $12,000. We can have that for about four months. So uh, yeah, I think we make that happen. GoFundMe will be live on at Brunch Breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to be a silent donor and contribute to Dan's commute home, uh, you can yes, reach us at please. the brunch, brunch breakdown podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Chris, before I go into, because I have two things I could do here. Are any of your topics college football related? No, none of them, which is none of them. Probably shocking. Stunning. It is shocking that none of them are. But yeah. so, all right. So here we go. Got to get this off my chest. I just want to give a shout out to Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly left Notre Dame going to LSU. And I just want to give him a huge virtual hug for bringing back Notre Dame football. (laughs) I love Notre Dame football and it was in the toilet before he showed up. And then it was consistent going to the college football playoff. I mean, we still might go to the college football playoff if things breaks our way this week. He just won't be the coach. But anyways, I just want to say, I say this to say any fan base that like if your team is just not one of the national powers. There's basically like four or five national powers, right? If you're not one of those, enjoy when your team's good. And yes, I'm speaking to you too also. Like, enjoy when your team is good because it's not promised. It's not promised at all. It can all go to crap in like two seconds. All it takes is a coaching change or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's all trash. And I know this as a West Virginia fan because they're garbage right now and as a Notre Dame fan because they were garbage 10 years ago and now who knows what's going to happen next but I don't care because I'm I'm soaking up all the memories and loving everything that's happening you know that's been happening in these past few years so I just want to say everyone enjoy when your team is winning 
do not bitch about not winning national championships or whatever it is that you, whatever goal you have set in your mind that is like probably unrealistic. Just enjoy it. That's what I got to say. A lot of coaching changes and I need people to understand that, you know, these things don't stay there forever. Even at the, even at like the most famous of programs, things don't success doesn't last forever. You gave Brian Kelly a virtual hug uh, for what he did. I'm going to give like a a few days in advance. I want to give Luke fickle uh, a virtual hug for eventually ruining Notre Dame football again. So thank you very much, Luke. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yes. But that I see now you talk about that, like trickle effect and about enjoying something, the teams that are good. We've got now Pitt, obviously the ACC championship game this weekend, super, super excited, super thankful for that. Our Kent State Golden Flashes in the MAC Championship this weekend. We got a lot of blue and gold to cheer for this weekend. However, their coach has Coach Lewis has turned that program around into a for like for the first time bowl eligible two years in a row, like ever. <laughs> and if Luke Fickle goes from Cincinnati to I know we're getting into like a sports brunch here, but if he goes from Cincinnati to Notre Dame, Cincinnati's open. Now Coach Lewis is rumored for the Cincinnati job because of his Ohio ties. No, no, no. Can't have it. Don't want it. I'm trying to do what you said, Didi. I'm trying to enjoy the great because in a moment, we'll be back in the trash. Uh, happy 13-9 day, by the way. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Didi. Uh, and yeah, Dan, you mentioned that. And, <laughs> and I know we don't want to make this sports branch, but like Brian Kelly went to LSU for $95 million. And our Mid-American Conference, Kent State Golden Flashes, uh, previous victors of the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, baby, uh, we extended our coach for $500,000 a year. So (laughs) if anybody wants him, he's gone. And that is the harsh, harsh truth that Didi was just talking about. It can vanish quickly. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. And if you're an Oklahoma fan out there, like, you may think you're sitting on top of the world and then all of a sudden Lincoln Riley leaves. Look over at Nebraska, guys. When we were growing up, Nebraska, there was no program bigger than Nebraska. No one. When is the last time Nebraska was in any conversation? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, long time. Just, you're right. you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Good point. <laughs> Had to get that off my, there's too much stuff going on. I mean, I know we'll have end of the year stuff to talk about, but I'm just saying. That too much stuff going on, not to mention that. All right. Well, now, Chris, in the main course, it is time for you to do whatever you're gonna do. Cause like we have no get in idea. the kitchen, serve us, Let's baby. Go. Serve us. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. I told I I, you know, texting Dee Dee and Dan over the last uh couple of weeks was like, hey, you know, do you guys want to know these topics ahead of time? Do you want some context or you just want to receive these on the fly? And they were like, No, we don't want to know what you're thinking. So um <laughs> I think these are potentially good discussions. And if I'm wrong, this is the, the, then dear listener, this podcast episode is almost over, but I think we have some things to talk about. Um, okay. I have done a number of trips. Like I mentioned, I have been to North Carolina an absurd amount of times in the past month. I was in Charlotte five weeks ago. Then I was in Duke three at Duke three weeks ago. And then I'm going to Charlotte again this weekend. I've noticed in my travels to Charlotte, Uh, There is a Sam Hunt freeway, okay? And if if you're like me, when I saw that, I was like, you're telling me (laughs) the 
the country pop artist Sam Hunt has his own freeway in North Carolina. I did some research like literally a half hour ago, and it turns out it's not that Sam Hunt that has a freeway, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like the Sam Hunt that the freeway is named after is like, like the old like chair of the Department of Transportation in North Carolina. Way, way more boring than I thought, but let let as a group. Let's let's just say that, that that freeway is named after Sam Hunt, the, the country pop artist. Um, it made me think, because understand, when I was driving down there, that's who I thought this was named after. It really made me think that like, that's the better way to honor people, especially people who are alive. And I think we need to make a motion as the Brunch Breakdown podcast to like stop building statues of people now. Like we need to stop building statues of people right now. There's been way too many instances over the past five years where like whether alive or dead and a lot of them have been people who are still alive. We find out like, oh, they built a statue of that guy or that that person. And then like we had to take it down. Um, I think it's just, that's, that's not the way to go anymore. I think we need to stop building statues of people that we want to honor and instead name roads after them. Cause it's much easier to change the name of a road than it is to remove and hide forever a statue of somebody who we find out ends up being like a really shitty person. And I want to know if you guys have any ideas or thoughts on like different ways that we can get away from building statues of people to honor them. That's my idea. Naming roads or highways after people. And like, by the way, with this new information, let's find a road and name it after Sam Hunt, the country pop star, because his music is tremendous. And if he turns out to be a really shitty guy, then we just like take the sign down and it doesn't matter anymore. Anyway, your thoughts after all of that rambling. Are there better ways that we can honor people than building statues of them? Because I feel like we've, we've, we've learned recently that that's not the way to go. Yes, there definitely are. And I agree with you completely. Cause I've thought about this with statues a lot where it's like, I just think every statue should be taken down after like 50 years. Just put up some new ones. There's somebody's <laughs> done something else in 50 years. There's only a few exceptional people who are like, you know, their statues, pretty sure they're safe. But like, who knows? But I feel like after a certain amount of time, maybe that's 50 years, 75 years, maybe a, just a lifetime, we just take them down. We just, we just take them down and just put new ones up of other people who have done something else in the past 75 years. Like, because you have those issues, but then it's also like, eh, the person's old, who cares? You know, or maybe they did something that was cool back then, but now you're like, is it really cool anymore? Not even like it's bad. It's just like, that doesn't deserve a statue. Right. Mm -hmm. So like a good example of that, Didi, is uh, back to college football for a second. Uh, TCU ha had a head coach named Gary Patterson who they just fired. And then we found out like they put a statue of him up. The guy's like 52 years old. <laughs> he didn't even win a national championship. Like why did we build a stat? But now they're, they're in this weird situation where they fired a coach and they have his statue outside of their stadium for some reason. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for the like kind of ban on statues. They're like ridiculously expensive. 
uh, nobody really cares after they get like, after like the ceremony of when it's revealed, like that's kind of like it, that's the moment. Uh, I'm all for the road thing, way less expensive, way easier to change. Um, I love it. I think now I think I find it hilarious that there was a, that you found out that that was a different Sam hunt. That is, <laughs> that's wonderful. Cause there are endless amount of roads in this country that could use names besides numbers or I kid you not. Did your home state of West Virginia traveling through there one time? The crossroad is what English muffin way. And I'm like, what's go- What is this? What? I swear to you. I swear to you. English muffin way is in West Virginia somewhere. So if we're doing that, maybe we should focus on the road thing with names a little bit more. Yeah. Dead or alive. I'm all for that. Or just thinking off the top of my head here, since we didn't, <laughs> didn't know any of this was coming. Maybe instead of a statue, it's like a shrubbery. <laughs> it's like a shrubbery statue. It's like a chia pet, like a large chia pet. And then you just kind of keep up with them. And then like either it dies or it's like you just let it grow. If we find out it's a bad person, we just let it grow out a little bit. And then you can just trim it into somebody else. It's very easy. It's good for the environment, right? You're just up there trimming up. This person's going to have longer hair. We need to switch this out. You just kind of have these gardens of people and they just swap out. It's like the wax museum. There you go. See, I think a lot of schools need to be renamed. You know, I think mm. there's just time to, there's ways to just rename schools or some schools don't have names. It's just like, you know, whatever high school. So mm-hmm. name it after somebody too. I, you know, I think, I think that's, that's one, that's one market that I feel like is not, not there. Let's just start putting school names after people. I like that a lot with the school names thing. Cause like I'm, I'm actually Googling it right now. My elementary school was streams elementary school named after a stream. Some, no, <laughs> stream some, some guy whose last name was stream. It was like Edward streams or so. I don't remember his name. And there was like a little plaque up inside the school that said who the guy was. And that's why it's named. But like, why, why can't we change it? Why, why can't not because and like, like we're saying, not because he did anything wrong. It, as far as I know, Hey, thanks for the school, man. That's pretty cool. But like something that maybe resonates better with, with kids, like who would they be psyched to show up to school and say like, yeah, I go to, I don't know, Juju Smith Schuster elementary school. <laughs> like that would get kids hyped to go to school. I don't know. That's a great idea. I like that yeah. a lot. Cause like I went to yeah. Wellsburg middle school, Wellsburg elementary school and Brook high school. That's Brook is the County that I lived in. Wellsburg is the town that I lived in. No names, nothing. Just name it after somebody like why not? And there's so many schools out there that just have, you know, city town, whatever street name. And then middle school or elementary school or junior high name it after somebody. But even, yeah, like refreshing them. Like Chris, we went to this, we were in the same district, but I went, we had different, uh, elementary schools and i went to eisenhower dwight d eisenhower elementary school yes that's cool named after the former president but like maybe that could use a refresh maybe there's somebody else that you know we're looking at people to dedicate to i've always thought it was cool but yeah like that eisenhower's name isn't going anywhere in history i don't think we need to you know keep it on the school to just keep it around maybe there's somebody else that we could dedicate that to jojo siwa high school <laughs> I love it. Let's go. <laughs> it's will be amped. Like 
I'm here it. for it. Uh, I like yeah, it. That's a great, yeah. I think like to go back to the statue thing, like I also think like, okay, but if like you decide, is there criteria where a statue is determined to be like, yes, we, we, we need to, the memory of this person needs to live on forever. One, one that sticks out to me is a relatively new statue here in Pittsburgh uh, that they built for Mario Lemieux, right? And like the guy, there could be no more deserving of a person because the guy was the captain, won the, the first championships for the hockey team in Pittsburgh ever, then retired and then like came back and saved the team, bought the team, kept it in Pittsburgh, then like built a new arena, does amazing stuff in the community. Like there's no better person to build a statue of. And uh, th- this conversation makes me think like, so I would backtrack on what I said about statues for that guy. Is there criteria like, okay, if you meet these requirements, mm. then yes, we can build a statue. That's a tough one because like, there's also, I thought you were going to go with Mr. Rogers. That's a great Pittsburgh, one. Right that's there too. One. Like that's a guy who deserves a statue. Um, boy, what could you yeah, say is the, is the criteria for that? Cause it, it does have to be that top, top echelon. I don't know. I mean, I like that. That's like, we just got to be more choosy about who we make statues for. Cause what we found out over the, you know, over this past like 10 years or so is that like, they were just giving statues to freaking anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, couldn't believe look- Gary Patterson had a statue. <laughs> like, you just read this stuff about some of these like war generals and whomever else. And it's like, wait, what did they do? Wait, they lost? Wait, they didn't, huh? What did they do? They did nothing. They built them a statue and built them a statue back in like 17 something. You know how long that took? Yeah. And this dude wasn't even all that great. Like this dude couldn't dunk a basketball. He couldn't do anything. I don't know. But you know, it's just, yeah, yeah we got to be more choosy about who we get the statues for. So I get that. Cause it's like, you talk about Mario Lemieux, what he's done for Pittsburgh and Mr. Rogers. Like, yeah, like you get it. Yeah. And yeah. like a Kobe statue in LA makes yeah. a ton of sense. Um, but I'm starting to think we're phasing our way out of building statues for people, like, especially people who are alive now, because everybody is going to have a Twitter feed that lasts longer than they live on this earth. And there's going to be a tweet there that at least, at least one that we're going to say like, yeah, we can't build a statue for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be part of the vetting process, right? We have literally searched <laughs> everything. That's right. That's right. And we've had a vote so and they- people agree. <laughs> If they want to build uh, a statue of Didi's board, they're going to have to read all 250,000 of his tweets first. God. God. Anyway. Back in search there. (laughs) All right. That was topic number one. Uh, We mentioned West Virginia a couple times, and I've driven through West Virginia a couple times. So that leads us well into this second topic. Um, Let me walk you through a scenario here. Driving down 19... Through Beckley West towards Somersvale. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, and I passed a town called Fayetteville, West Virginia. Probably haven't heard of it because there's no reason you ever should have, or you know, there, nobody stops there. You just keep driving. But I, I want to give a shout out to Fayetteville, West Virginia, 
and it's going to lead us into this next topic because as I passed the beginning of this town, they had a sign out right along this very busy highway that said, welcome to Fayetteville, West Virginia, the world's coolest small town. (laughs) And as I kept driving, I literally did not see another human, okay? And all I thought to myself was, that's exactly how we need to be putting together slogans for towns, states, whatever. You see them all the time, right? You're driving into a new county, into a new state, past a new town. It says like, welcome to so-and-so. Like, I just drove west. I went into Indiana and it said, America's Crossroads. And I thought to myself, that's extremely lame. Uh, <laughs> I also like, there's accurate. A, <laughs> yeah, it's accurate. Accurate, but lame. <laughs> there's a township. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which one somewhere around me. And it just says like a great place to live. And I think to myself, we could do better. I think we need to <laughs> embrace what Fayetteville, West Virginia is doing where like f- they have no, no, there's no reason or right that this town has to say that they are the world's not West Virginia's, not, not the country's, the world's coolest small town. I think we need to embrace that. And I think we need to start up-leveling the slogans that we have for different counties, different towns, different states. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. And I also want to know if anything sticks out to you, like is there a, a slogan a certain city should have? Is there... Like I said, Indiana is America's crossroads. That just basically to me says like, this is the most boring place that you could be and you're going to drive right through it. Have you seen any of those before where you're like, yeah, this one sucks or this one's great? Because I think like, this is something we need. We need to start up leveling what we do. You need to make people want to stop there. And Fayetteville's doing it. They're doing it hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first one that comes to my mind is the state that Fayetteville sits in and that's West Virginia and their incredible tagline of wild and wonderful, wild and wonderful. I don't know if that's getting me to stop now. (laughs) When I recently drove through West Virginia as well, we stopped and Edie said, look at you vacationing in West Virginia. And I said, the sign said, wild and wonderful. We just could not drive past it. We had to stop and figure out what was so wild and wonderful going on here. Um, that's the first one that comes to my mind. I'm kind of, I go back and forth. I agree that these slogans need to be better. But there's a lot of self-glossing going on, like world's cool. Like, I didn't get those rankings. We usually break those rankings down. I didn't see that on rent.com's like coolest cities in the world, Fayetteville, West Virginia first. Like, I feel like it should be a weird scenario, but there's some accuracy to it. There's like some outside factor, like Pittsburgh should be second best nightlife in the, in America. (laughs) And you're like, no, but yes, it is. And that's making you stop. It's got to be something like that. Some towns do that though, right? They like promote their random ranking because somebody said it somewhere and they're like, yeah, you know, as seen in TV guides, uh, you know, uh, home edition or something like that, you know, and they have a quote. 
see i think small towns should do that so like these signs should be and maybe they are littered or they should be all through west virginia just because you have to figure out some way to get people to stop like maybe morgantown doesn't need it but every other city does like why are you stopping in fairmont like we have the best hot dogs i don't know like home, home of the best hot dogs like, I don't know what, but dude, going back to your last topic, though, this is another way to honor somebody too. home of Chris Gates. True. Oh, yeah. True. Right. Saying. Right. World's best Bojangles. Turn it around. Let's go. Dude. See, I'm there. I'm stopping. More cities I'm need stopping. to do this. And a lot of, th- and a lot of cities need to like up- update their thing. Cause like, I know Boston's is like, cause when I go there, there's like a huge sign at the airport. So it's like the Puritan city. And I'm like, what? Like, should be like, I'd rather you just say like Mark Wahlberg's from here. <laughs> like, like, you can put anything there. The Puritan city, like, get out of here. I don't, I don't want that. But it's a huge sign at the airport. And I, every time I see it, I'm like, what? The, that's trash. But yeah, yeah, a lot of teams, a lot of cities need to update their slogans too. Like, the Steel City. Come on. <laughs> I'm Come taking, on. I'm still going to hold on to that one. The city can change. I'm gonna... Come on. <laughs> well, clearly Dan, no, no, Come no, on. Dan, that's, that's yours now. Like, yeah, yours, the, the, the physical city is not really powered by steel anymore. No, true. So true. It's like the green city now. It's the what? It's like the green city now. Or like something about fries on a sandwich or something like, yeah, it's, it's not the steel city. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit more unique. These towns got to get a little bit more unique. Uh, world's deepest lake. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> world's largest chia pet garden. There, I'm there. I'm there. I want to see this. Uh, that's where all the statues are now. <laughs> Well, an example of uh, uh, how updating it can go wrong, though, back to Dee Dee's home state of West Virginia. West Virginia has always been wild and wonderful. And then for like two years there, they changed oh. it to open for business. And like, for for what? That was, a, that was an <laughs> ugly era. And then they changed it back to wild and wonderful because they screwed that up. They had a good one that they never should have changed. So you got to be careful when you change your name or your oh. slogan. And you know why they changed it? Like the story behind that is that like back in the day, you knew that there was like a place where prostitution was going on because there would be like a sign that said open for business. And so everyone in West Virginia hated that slogan. Also, that was not the the people did not decide that somebody decided that because they thought that's going to bring people to West Virginia. And everyone was like, no, it sounds like we're whores. So (laughs) (laughs) they changed that very fast, but yeah, everybody, everybody around the country wasn't like, Oh, I thought that shit was closed. (laughs) It was open. (laughs) No idea. It changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Cool. I like it. Again, shout out to Fayetteville, West Virginia, world's coolest small town. I'll be driving by there again on Friday and I'm not going to stop, but I'll, I appreciate, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, all right. I got two more. These ones are maybe a little bit shorter. Uh, this one, I just generally want to get your guys thoughts on vanity plates. 
vanity license plate. Because I've seen a lot of them lately. Yes, you have. Some are good. And some are like bad. And some are offensive. Like, what are we doing here? I want to get your guys' thoughts. I think they're terrible. (laughs) I, I, I hate them so much. I hate them so much. And I know people who have them and I, I hate them so much, but I, but I also feel like if you get vanity plates, you probably know people hate them. So it's not even like a controversial thing to say like, that's stupid because you know, like you're, you're going so far out of your way to do it too. Like, so you, you, you gotta, you're just going so far out of your way. Like, it's not like anyone asked you that at the DMV. Hey, do you want your license plate to look like this? It's not like they're trying to sell you on it. You have to do all that work yourself. There's not license plate salesmen. So like, yeah, I, I hate them. I do too. I think they're, they're weird. And I think, I think the reason we're seeing so many that are so offensive and weird and don't make sense is because like we, the original ones are gone. They've already run out. They've been taken, right? You can't duplicate anything. You can try to use, you know, an eight in there, your great GR in the number eight. And like, you could try to do, uh, instead of an I, I'm going to use the number one. Uh, okay. Like all the creative ones have been taken. Like Nana's, Nana's car, like get the hell out of here. Nobody cares. <laughs> I saw one the other day, my 50th. Oh, cool. Cool birthday gift. Like they're just so dumb. They're really, really. And I feel like it's the older people that are still doing them. And you're right, Didi, you have to go far out of your way to, get creative and pay for those things and just, just take your numbers and your letters and all of that and just be normal. Just be, just be fine. Just be another, just be another car on the road. That's uh fair. <laughs> all transparency. I have a vanity plate on my Jeep. You do. I'm, you yeah. do. I'm not going to say what it is because you can actually look up people's addresses if you know their license plate. So um, I feel like mine's relatively tame. Uh, you can hate it. You can love it. I don't really give a shit. I like it, but I think like what Dan just said, where it tends to be old people. Yeah. That's what I noticed on the drive. Like (laughs) it was almost only old people and they were like really passive aggressive license plates. (laughs) Like this one car, it was a Corvette. So you can probably picture who was driving it. It was a Corvette that drove by me and the license plate said, we'll wait for you. It was WL. And then W, the number eight, and then the number four and the letter U will wait. And I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. And then, and then like the car passed and like five minutes later, I was like, oh, that guy's being a dick. Like he has a Corvette and he's like, no, it's okay. I'll wait for you to get out of the way. And he was like an old guy, like an old retired guy. I feel like old retired people are just getting like really mean (laughs) license plates it's getting out of control yes exactly right that's where the primarily they all they all are like yours is like normal it it makes sense it fits it's i feel like mine could actually be confused as like a regular license plate because it's like letters and numbers right yours actually could and like you don't usually find vanity plates on like volkswagens and stuff like that it's like corvettes and like it's like a look at me Already look at me because of my car, and now look at me because of the name on the back. Or like I said, it's like Nana's Beamer. Me, like oh how cute. Like that's just as bad. That's just as bad for me. I know I keep coming back to that one because I saw that one recently too. Get out of the road, Nana. 
Just like someone in your building have Nana's Beamer. I'm, <laughs> I'm sold on the fact that that is literally say. somebody in your, like, you know, say. your community. <laughs> yeah, Dan sees <laughs> Nana in tra- all that traffic he was talking about earlier. Right. <laughs> Nana of five. Hee <laughs> <laughs> All the stickers, too. It's same thing. Same thing. Those people, those window stickers in the back. Oh, I can't believe. I, so, like, I'm so glad you brought that up. Not on my list, but, like. <laughs> I've often thought about like the sticker thing. Like I just said, if, if people see your license plate, they can, if they want to put in the effort, they can find out where you live. Okay. I'm not going to break down how you do it because I don't want people doing that all the time, but you can do it. And like, because of that, I've thought like, okay, so if you're in traffic and you cut off like a really deranged person and they take your license plate and then they can see like, oh, at home you have three kids and a dog. Why would you put like your, fa- you're basically putting your entire family history on the back of your car. Why are you doing that? I hate, <laughs> I hate seeing the family thing. It's like people, you don't, you're, sh- you're oversharing. You're telling people way too much. What does that do for anybody behind you? Oh, look, it's a family in that van. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, no, that doesn't happen. Oh, they have a dog too. They have two dogs. How nice. <laughs> like, what are we doing? oh i've always thought that like do people think that it it, it's gonna make people drive safer around them or something (laughs) because i'm like what is the thought process of doing all of those things and you're adding all of those so like when you have when you see the ones with like with the dog and stuff you're like wait did you just you just added a different one like every couple years it just went through and i'm like I don't know. It's even it's even funnier when it's like well, yeah, as the family grows, they didn't necessarily prepare, they didn't peel off. So it's yeah. like mom, dad, kid, kid, dog, kid, <laughs> dog. It's like, why is that kid on the outside of that dog? Yeah. God, that poor kid. You didn't plan for that one, did you? <laughs> and they're like, and did the dog die? Like, what? There's another dog, yeah, or did you guys get two dogs? Now I have questions. Now I need to pull yeah. over. Then I need you to pull over and tell me your family story. Yeah. Yeah, so. they're like, no, it's a statue of our dog. Actually, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my favorite one so far. That was really good. Okay, last thing I have is, um, I just think we should get rid of speed limits and replace them with mandatory traveling speeds on highways because the inability of people to use cruise control on a highway drives me crazy. Why, when I'm going like five miles per hour over the speed limit? And you pass me, and then three minutes later, I have to go back around you. What are you doing? Like, why are you on an interstate going at the mile? The speed limit is 70. Why on earth, if you pass me, should I ever pass you again? That makes me so angry, and we need to do something about it. Dude, a hundred percent. Yes. We had a road trip recently ourselves in November down to a Charlotte as well, and all areas in between, and that constantly like cruise cool cruise control is in the majority of cars now. It's it's standard, and it is a beautiful tool, and it's getting better and better. Where it now detects the car lengths in front of you, right? It puts the brakes on itself. Now they have lane detection where you can literally almost don't put your hands on the wheel. Some you do, some you just have to keep your hand on there, and it drives the car drives itself. But the speed thing, why would you not want to maintain? A regular speed. I don't understand the like chess and checkers game that goes back and forth. And sometimes it happens more than once, right? You pass a car, they pass you, then they slow down. You have to pass them. Like, 
I don't understand what people are doing and why they can't even, even if you're not using cruise control, why can't you be at like within five miles an hour of what you're, you have to be, are you just out there just willy nilly? Just, we're going to go whatever speed limit my foot says. Like, aren't you aiming for like a five mile an hour zone? Maybe even if you don't have that or using that drives me crazy too. It's, it's, I don't, I don't understand it when you're on a major, when you're on Sam hunt highway, (laughs) why you can't use cruise control, stay at a regular pace. I'm with you. I, I have to drive to uh, like near San Diego a good bit these days. And anytime I drive and you know, I live in the land of traffic. So anytime there's open road, I'm like, Oh, people will know how to drive. They don't. Somebody will just get up on my ass. I'll get over. And then it's like, my speed hasn't changed. And then I'm still catching up to you, but my speed hasn't changed one bit, (laughs) but like, I'm still there with you. And you had to, you just had to get on everybody's ass and be the most annoying driver in the world. And then we're still there. We're all getting to the same place at the same time. I don't, people are annoying. I don't get it. I think the highway is a great example of the lack of self-awareness people have nowadays. I think that's what it is. It's really a social experiment. And I've determined that uh, I hate a lot of people. Oh, now I know why people, I know why people fly like everywhere, even if it's like a short (laughs) destination, it's like, you're going to fly there. You drive on the road enough. And Chris, you more than anybody recently, you realize why people will just pay to fly. (laughs) Dude, man. And speaking of driving, merging is the dumbest thing i don't can't believe how people are how people are so stupid like you're supposed to both of you are supposed to go all the way up to the merge point and then let other people over i cannot stand the people who put on their blinker way before the merge point and start traffic in the lane in the other lane instead of just going to the merge point and then Mm -hmm. i hate the people who just speed across like we're all not trying to like get into this lane but they're like no i'm I'm gunning it so i'm gonna like try to cut you off or something i can't stand it i just don't understand merging is so simple it makes all the sense in the world they set it up people are so stupid yes and people are so stupid creating their own traffic jams and possible wrecks by doing that and it just i i just don't for the life of me i don't understand yeah people complain about like oh all this construction creates so much traffic it's like but they set you up for the most successful end result possible and then like i take it man i'm like i have this lane until i don't have this lane anymore i keep going and then i hate the people that like get pissed at me for doing they get it's, it's they try I to drive in the middle yeah truckers yeah. you son of a bitches stop driving in the middle of the road you if anybody should know what those lanes are set up to do for mergers don't drive in the lane and try to block both lanes i'll i'll get on a median i don't care well, to the people that listen to this podcast between five and 11, we hope you enjoyed uh, all of our discussion <laughs> about traffic rage because you're probably driving right now. Uh, and if you had a frustrating situation on your way to work, we hope that this, we want you to know you're not alone is, is what we want you to know. And if you're driving between the hours of five and 6 PM and you're not on your way home from work, get off the road. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you boys for uh, indulging me in my thoughts from the road. If I have any more on this next road trip, I'll talk about them next week. Please. I have, I I have one last, since this is a road trip theme, I kind of want to have one last, before we get into music here, one last road trip question. Since Chris, you've been on them a lot recently. I've been on them myself. Take your current family state out of it. 
So pretend you don't have kids. What is too long? What's your limit on a total road trip and how long you can stop before somebody, but how long you, before you can stop once to eat, to pee, whatever it may be, how long is the longest you'd be able to go on a road trip? And then how long is the furthest you can go without stopping? What's the magic number? This is very timely, Dan. Thank you for asking this question. Cause I think these are good questions. Um, the trip to Wisconsin for us before we had our daughter was around nine hours. That trip has now extended to like nine and a half, 10. And that, that I think is the limit. Um, not, my daughter's actually really good in the car too. So not because she's even just like, goes crazy, but it's just like, I think for any human being, like we're not designed to be confined for that long. And like a 10 hour drive, then you're talking about like probably at least three stops. Cause I can't, I like to be hydrated. So I know like the strategy is dehydrate yourself and then you won't have to stop as much, but then it's like, okay, but then the next day you feel like shit. So like, I don't play that game. I hydrate. So it's like every two to three hours I'm stopping. Dude. Okay. Longest for me now, because I don't ever have to drive that far to get to anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know, four hours as long as I can go now, maybe (laughs) five, but like, that might like, be pushing if it's it. Not, if it's past Vegas, I'm not going. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it's like if it's past Vegas, I'm flying. I, I it's it's just so hard because you know you because our mindsets are different. My mindset's different now. It's like it used to take me eight hours to get to the beach. Now it takes me thirty minutes, forty minutes on a bad day. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like completely different now. Whenever I have to go somewhere to do stuff, so like yeah, it's like five hours for me. Is it's probably as long as I can handle it and then with uh, i can go long without peeing so like and i try to like my like my goal is like i'm 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 pushing through like i'm going through mm-hmm. i'm looking at you if you're like got in the bathroom like <laughs> weak you're weak sersha you're weak <laughs> so yeah <laughs> like that's yeah but i try to not stop at all but you know it just depends on who's with you Chris. right and i try that as well i'll start there i feel like the <laughs> the furthest I try to at least get to three, three hours minimum, three and a half is kind of a good first stop or only stop window is what I try to aim for. And I almost like plan for it. Not like, oh, we'll stop when we get somewhere close. I almost like plan for it that way. And in terms of the length of a road trip, I think if I'm doing like all the driving, if, okay, if we're, if I'm doing a hundred percent of the driving, you probably got me capped out at eight hours. That's probably as far as I can go. Now, if we got a, a tandem or I'm in the backseat, make it 10. Let's go. We can go 10. Let's drive to Iowa. We can make that drive. That's, that's a suitable drive. But yeah, after that, that's just, where's the airport? That's, that's kind of <laughs> what that is. Is is this a little too far? Yeah. Also, but, if you're stopping before two hours, like we have a problem. Like it, it's, it, I feel like strat- that makes yeah. the trip super long. Like if we're stopping before two hours, the trip's super long. Cause I think about like driving to like DC, like Breezewood, good place to stop. Like if we don't get the, if we stop before that, mm-hmm. I know it's awful. Like so I can't, I can't get one of those it. like pee in the car yeah. devices for Christmas because we got to make this trip go. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on uh Breezewood's town sign. A good place to stop. Oh. <laughs> 
best or, urinals in the world. <laughs> we have like, to stop here to pee. <laughs> or it'd say like, it looks like Vegas at night. That's what it's on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. Good stuff. Love Good it. Stuff. Love it. And you have more road trips to go. You guys are troopers. Yeah, man. This one, hopefully I will have uh, stories to tell of a victorious trip. We will to be determined on that one. We will find out. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> uh, well, you guys want to talk about uh, music here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the Spotify rap situation that, uh, guys, I am not a part of because I don't use Spotify enough, I guess. Spotify let me know today. While everyone's posting all their things and their stories saying what they do and what they listen to, I just wasn't a part of it. No. Yeah, so we have we have a visual here uh, if you're watching. And um, we have the three breakdowns uh, of, of our year in music. Uh, mine is on the left, Dan's is on the right, and Didi's is in the middle. And if you're not watching, um, on the left and on the right, Dan and I have our f- top five artists, our top five songs, how many minutes we've listened, and our top genre – and Didi's uh, just says you haven't listened enough to have your own rap stories this year. Didi, what happened? Listen, I use Apple Music. I only use Spotify when people send me links and I listen to podcasts on there, like our own podcasts on there and other ones. But that's all I use it for. So I guess this year I didn't listen to enough music enough times on there. So spotify just let me know that you need to do better and i swear last year i didn't listen to it much more either and i had one so spotify must be up in their game yeah i don't know something like that but <laughs> that's what i got but you guys it, it is this is like a national holiday now by the way like it, it's kind of crazy like rap spotify rap day is humongous like it's you know controversial but like it might be bigger than like memorial day or something i don't know it's a big day <laughs> This is huge. It's a huge day. It is. I, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking, I saw some people hating on uh, the Spotify wrapped day where people were sharing. And I'm like, you can't celebrate like National Cat Day on my feed and treat that like it's real. But then, make me feel bad for just like, Oh my God, listening to music. Like go Amen. to hell. Go to hell. Amen. Bravo. Bravo. Dan, what Bravo. do you think of your, uh, your Spotify rap? Do you feel like it's accurate? A thousand percent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. 100% accurate here. Um, top artist by no surprise to anybody, myself, especially 21 pilots comes in at number one. Paris comes in at number two. Churches comes in at number three. Again, no surprise. <clears throat> no surprise there. Glades coming in at number four. I was glad to see. That was that uh, group I discovered this year out of uh, New Zealand, Australia, and absolutely love their sound, their album. So nice to see that. And Kanye West, number five. Donda getting some love on this. Yeah. I mean, I probably just needed to listen to the album like twice. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> and it was like automatically in the top five. <laughs> so I, 
when I saw your your list, Dan, I started thinking like, wait, 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 wait. Kanye is a genius because he knew that if anybody listened to his album once, it was going to end up in wrapped at the end of the year. And then he was going to get like millions of people sharing his name on social media. Kanye actually might be a genius, even though he creeped us all out at the Falcon stadium and whatever else he was doing. (laughs) Right. No, it clearly worked. He finished in my, uh, as number five top artist, and then top songs, no surprises here. All from 21 pilots scaled and icy shy away. Number one choker Mulberry street, never take it. Saturday, number five, all straight off that album. Uh, honored to be in 21 Pilots' top 2% of listeners in the world. Uh, but no shot, nothing shocking here. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. I love it. But it's fun. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, Dan, I think, uh, you know, if, if Didi and I are being honest, we didn't need to see your graphic. We, no, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did. No. It is funny when people are like mad at their rap list, not mad about Spotify rap, like you were saying, but like mad about what they're like, no, that's wrong. Like, no, that's absolutely wrong. I know somebody who's like very mad that Ariana Grande is not number one on their list. They're like, this is wrong. Like I listen to Ariana nonstop. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like fighting with the algorithm that has like, that all of those account your place. But yeah, I find yeah. that to be super funny. Yeah. Um, I was honestly a little bit shocked that Rufio is my number one artist. <laughs> Rufio yeah. from the early 2000s. Um, I mean, they put out music more recently than that, but like I must have gone on a Rufio kick at some point in the summer when I listened to the most uh, pop punk music of the year. Um, but I was so one thing that I'm a little bit worried about between Dan and Didi here is that like Didi didn't listen to anything. Dan's minutes listened are less than half of mine. And I'm starting to worry that you guys don't actually listen to our playlist because like, if you look at mine, it's riddled with influences from Dan and Dee. Okay. <laughs> Olivia O'Brien was my number one song. I could not stop listening to Jocelyn this year. Thanks to you guys. Mod son is in there. I remember Dan putting mod son on the play. And then I was just like mm-hmm. obsessed with them. Um, there's a, there's a lot of Dan and Dee, Dee influence in mind, which means I broadened my musical horizons this year. We can see that Dan did not. Dan just listened no. to that same old shit. Okay. <laughs> new new shit, but the same old shit. And Dee, Dee didn't listen to anything. So I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit perturbed. And I'm gonna, I think I am. I'm gonna start quizzing you guys on a weekly basis to find out what you listen to. There's gonna be homework now on the Brunch Breakdown podcast. Oh man, it is funny that like your list does because I saw because when you sent the songs out earlier, I was like, "Wow, Chris's songs are different." And look at Dan's. Dan's is like, well, I mean, that's just what Dan listens to every it's single. Basically, the Twenty One Pilots album. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprise. Like, that's it. Yeah, it's like then Spotify was like, "Well, we got to figure out four other people to put on here, so we can't just put Twenty One Pilots, Twenty One Pilots, Twenty One Pilots, Twenty One Pilots." Man, all right. Well, let's get into what we're listening to, boys. Um, and since I'm, I guess, not listening to anything, I will start. Um, <laughs> I heard this song this morning, and I am obsessed with it. It is called "Dress." It is a song by this dude named Dijon, and it makes me think about. And I, I don't know if this is how why he wrote the song. I don't know anything about this dude really, other than just like 
um he's bubbling a lot of people like it. a lot of people that i follow mu- for music stuff they all like follow him they all like him but anyways the r&b record and it's just about you know taking your girl out or you know your significant other out and just putting on that dress or that that you love and just going out and dancing like you used to or whatever and it made me think about how like I feel like we all kind of need to do that a little bit, or maybe we all been kind of slowly doing that over the, over this past like few months of everything being open and stuff. Cause it's like, I feel like most of the time we've spent with our significant others have been in sweatpants. (laughs) And it's not that like you're in some rut with love or something like that. It's just like, just want to go out, get dressed up, look nice, go do something that, you know what I mean? And I just, and that song just kind of, and it's just an awesome R&B song. And it just makes you think about like, you know, getting getting out there and just doing something with you know not sweatpants on <laughs> so check that out dressed by Dijon dude that's a that's a great one and another one off of uh that album I think that I like is uh many times I yeah. think it's the one that I've been yeah. listening to but uh sneaky sneaky great pick on. for yeah put them both on there I love that uh, first one for me this week is from a band called Foles, uh, trio out of the UK. Uh, they put a, a, a new single a few weeks ago called uh, Wake Me Up, and it's kind of funky, kind of bass-driven, uh, but still really upbeat. They had a song out a couple of years ago called My Number, which got a, a, a fair amount of plays uh, around Spotify, if it was on anybody's top five i'm sure it was um but i'm it's just the beginning of them coming back with more new music in 2022 so wake me up from foals um i feel like we've forgotten about how good the song despacito is (laughs) (laughs) i did until just now now i'm like yeah it's it's a great song so we're going to put that on the playlist this week. I love it. All for it. It's good. Um, This song I'm hoping hasn't been on the playlist yet, but it may have been because this one, it was like, I heard this song today and I was like, I, I don't know how this missed us. If it did, uh, Gail, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Have you heard this? <laughs> yes. Has it been on the playlist? I don't believe it has. I don't think we've actually put it on there, but it's a, it, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well then I don't know how this missed us because this hits everything that we enjoy. Like every, all three of us enjoy is this song. Like it is a, it is a breakup song. It is a, it has a pop like rock sort of vibe to it. And it is just funny as hell. Like this song is basically the girl version of, um, of Black Bear's Hot Girl, what was it? Is it Hot Girl Bummer? That's the yeah. song. Yep. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. basically the girl version of that. Like she's just like, I hate your I like fuck your mom, fuck your sister, fuck like your dog. Like it's amazing. Like A B C D E F U. It's incredible. So Gail, check it out. You're right. I don't know how we haven't put that I, one on. I don't it's... know. Like honestly, when I heard it, I was like, I I'm feel I feel like everyone's gonna be like, Dan's gonna be like, I put it on. Chris is gonna be like, I put it on. Like <laughs> this has been on the playlist four times. Like, where did you miss this? So yeah. I'm happy that that didn't happen. But the song's like the brunch breakdown. Like, yeah, this is the anthem we, of the brunch breakdown. <laughs> it would make sense if that was the truth, because clearly according to Spotify, you don't listen to the sound of brunch, is what Chris was saying. <laughs> um 
Uh, next one up for me, uh, Dion Warwick and Chance the Rapper. What? Yes. These are this is these are two artists that put out a single song called Nothing's Impossible. It's just like this incredible blend of two super talented people from Chicago. Dion Warwick, famous, famous singer, and Chance the Rapper. Of course. Uh, and it started as this like Twitter exchange between the two. Dion Warwick's like on Twitter and she's like, uh, Chance the Rapper, if, if, why is the rapper in your name? Like, if you're so, you know, why do you put your rapper in your name if you're a rapper? And he was like, I'm freak, still freaking out that you even know who I am. And she's like, I definitely know who you are. Let's rap sometime. DM me. That was last December. <laughs> and here we are. Literally, the song is called Nothing's Impossible. Hey, shoot your shot, slide into the DM. Nothing's impossible. Uh, it's smooth. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It works. Chance can do and sing with any genre and style of music. So he was perfect for this. Check it out. I like it. Guys, at some point, when you're driving through West Virginia. Um, Country road. Put it on the playlist. Uh, you, you've run out of podcasts to listen to, uh, quite frankly, you run out of options on the radio because there's not a lot of service in that state. And then you discover that like what certain parts of West Virginia think is actually popular music. And, um, I heard summertime by new kids on the block and I laughed, I danced, I sang along and now I'm putting it on the playlist. Uh, it actually made me daydream a little bit about when, when that song came out in like 2009 or something. And like, <laughs> I actually really loved that song when it came out, like, whoa, 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 whoa. So let's all sing along this week and listen to NKO TV. Great pick. And also put, this is going to be a packed playlist because we're putting another song on there from that NKO TV album single with Neo, that song. <laughs> whoa. Like, that song's incredible too. So throw that on there too. <laughs> All right. Got it covered. <laughs> Am I up or are you up? Who's up? You up. I'm up. You up, I'm up. All right. Last one. <sighs> Last one here, guys. I'm going with. Um... All right. Uh, there's this band from New York. They're called Michelle. Their debut album comes out in January. And they have the song called Syncopate that I absolutely love. Check this out. And then you will listen to, I guarantee you, you will go in a wormhole and listen to the rest of them. They have a cool sound and they're super small, like not big at all. So check uh, check this out. Syncopate, Michelle, I don't even want to say too much about it because it's really good. So check it out. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, last one for me. I waited to do this one last, Didi, because I didn't want to steal your thunder. Your girl, Claire Rosencrantz, released yeah. a single, Don't Miss Me. And kind of funky pop. It reminds me like the structure and style of the song reminds me a little bit of Remy Wolf, um, but catchy, very honest lyrics. Uh, she's just talking about how she's not good at relationships and hates that mushy shit is a lyric in the song. So I think it's really catchy, really cool from uh, Claire Rosencrantz. Uh, Don't miss me. I like that song. Uh, I want to maybe do two okay and i'll make them both oh. quick because bryce vine put out a song with mod son have you guys put this on the playlist yet 
empty bottles. Mm. Problem so. is, I, I haven't been on the podcast, so I don't know. What I know. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Who cares, Chris? It's what you're listening to. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. Thank you for your support. Uh, I want to put that on there because I like Bryce Vine. I like Mod Sun. And I think it's cool when people try to do the pop punk thing. Uh, but also the last thing I want to say is like, what is another song I heard in West Virginia? What, what happened to the band fun? Oh, they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't get it right. They weren't having fun. Nope. Yeah. Nate uh, went his separate ways. He tried to have his solo career, which kind of faded out. And then, uh, Jack Antonoff is like the biggest producer in pop music and is the lead singer of bleachers and is on top of the world. So they claimed when they broke up that they would eventually get back together, that they didn't actually, the band wasn't over, but with those two dudes going in such different directions, I think that's how that band started. It was kind of like an all-star band. Like they didn't actually mean to like have a long career. They all came from different bands but boy, it would be amazing if one day everybody loves that nostalgia. It'll be like 10 years from now. Fun will come back. They'll have an album. It'll be bad and everybody will love it. It's funny. I was actually at a party with the drummer from fun because he just really? happens to be a friend of a friend's cousin. Like no joke. This was That's like amazing. five years ago. And I was just like, so what's the deal like is it gonna happen like you guys gonna do something again he's like and all he said was i mean i hope so but like you know where those guys are like they're you know doing all these things And he's like you hope but that was it because he's just the drummer and then it was like (laughs) you know the other guys are you know they've become these huge superstars and you know come chart legends and all that stuff so yeah i love fun too but it's you know maybe we'll see it sometime but i don't know yeah well I'm going to pick a song and put it on the playlist because I totally forgot about fun. And then I heard him on the radio and I was like, God, like these songs are incredible. That album's incredible. Yeah. That album yeah, is, oh, yeah. is, is as good as, I mean, anything that's come out in the past 20 years. That's that album's incredible. It has everything. Yeah. So we'll put, I don't know what song we'll figure it out. I like oh, that. I, like I have that. an, I have an extra one. I have an extra one. Uh, the Grammy nominations came out and MGK was snubbed. People were mad about that. He was mad about that. And I have one thing to say about it. Uh, you're making like pop punk music. You're making punk rock music. You're not supposed to care about the Grammys. I guess people <laughs> forgot to tell MGK that when he made his crossover into punk music. But Concert for Alien still goes. I listened to it today. I love that song. I love that album. And but yeah. like when he was complaining about it, I was like, can somebody like could Travis Barker knock on his door and let him know like this is not what we're supposed to do here? Because it was yeah. it was pretty lame when he was you just there's just certain there's just certain genres I don't want to see complaining about Grammys and like when you're doing you know the anti-establishment music you're supposed to not give a shit and he was really yeah. in his feelings this week on social media about it so yeah that's Throwing a, that's a really there. yeah that's a really great point uh it was surprising but a really a really great point there by you last thing i want to say is that i meant to say this when we were talking spotify wrapped uh some other things from us in terms of spotify 111 percent increase in spotify listeners for the brunch breakdown this year so we want to thank our listeners anybody that switched over to spotify or joined us and started listening on spotify thank you for that that was an incredible number to see we know you like to listen early in the morning we'll keep those 
early morning releases coming for you. And gentlemen, 42 episodes that they've calculated for us. We're almost at the full year. We basically hit every week. We really haven't taken many weeks off. Over 3,200 minutes of premium brunch breakdown content in the year 2021 so far. And if when you go through your wrap, if the brunch breakdown is in your top podcast listens, if we're there, share it, tag us at brunch breakdown. We would love to see that if we made your top three, top one podcast listens for you this year. So definitely share this and, and give us a tag and we'll, and we'll share that too. It's beautiful. That's a lot of minutes. <laughs> that is 53,200. Yeah. That is 53.33 hours. Oh, <laughs> and we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of fun stuff in store. That's for sure. We got, yeah, we do. We got a lot to wrap up the year oh. for sure. Well, Chris, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I quite literally shared every thought that I've had over the last <laughs> three weeks, five weeks. So no final thoughts from me uh, other than uh, hail to pit. And that's the brunch breakdown. We're out.